0: This week, we're bringing back your favorite guest for the second time. First time we had him on episode 122, we told you the story of Matthew Kane in Wilmington, North Carolina, who has sold uh, in his first year as an agent, first year as a solo agent, sold 40 homes, and he, he laid out how he did that. You guys loved that episode. If you've read our iTunes reviews, our uh, Apple podcast reviews, you'd think that he'd been on like 12 different episodes because so many of you guys mentioned that one episode. It was a huge hit. And now that he's well into year number two, he's on track to double his sales from year number one. And so we're going to find out how he was able to do that.
1: The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes.
0: I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better.
1: Oh,
0: have I got your attention now?
1: Here's your host, Dustin
0: Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 150. Today's a milestone. Uh, 150. Cool, one hundred and fifty episodes, one hundred and fifty straight weeks of the Massive Agent Podcast. That's cool. Stoked to bring Matthew Kane back on the show. Matthew is an agent that I look up to, and I'm I'm blessed and honored to work with him. He's a partner of mine at my company, and he's just growing so fast. And you're going to be so surprised by this interview. He's not doing anything drastically different than what he did to sell forty homes to sell eighty, and uh, but he did make one tweak. And that one tweak is what we'll talk about. But then I want you to hear just how he does the same thing over and over and over. And you guys can do the same things too. Focus on a few things that work and don't worry about all the other bullshit. And, and so by making this one tweak, Matthew was able to handle doing so many more deals. Uh, he's able to handle 20 clients at a time. And he could not do that prior. So this is a, it's a minor tweak, but it's a big one. And he said it's changed everything. Like That's the reason why he's on pace to double his sales from year number one. If you guys are new to the show or back for your 150th episode, God bless you. And what is wrong with you? I mean, Something's got to be wrong with you to stick with us for 150 shows, but um, that's good. Don't go anywhere because that'd be even worse. Then I'd really wonder what's wrong with you. You made it this far. If you're new to the show, guys, welcome. My name is Dustin brome I'm a real estate agent in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Podcast Network. You can check out all of the shows, real estate, mortgage, uh, real estate marketing, anything real estate and mortgage related over at industry syndicate.com discover new shows by amazing hosts that you may not already listen to. I'm a national speaker on all things, real estate marketing, podcasting, social media marketing, and lead gen. And I'm the founder of the massive agent society, our one agent per market, Facebook ad lead gen training and coaching program. You can check out which markets are still available over at massiveagentsociety.com As I announced last week, November 15th, guys, November 15th, 2020, we will no longer be letting you claim your market if you join the Massive Agent Society. Uh, You can, you know, there will be no geographical limitations except for those that are already claimed now by current members. So if you want to claim and block off uh, and own your market, Within our, within our coaching group forever so that no other agent can get in and you're the only one that'll ever get the referrals. You have until November 15th and then uh, there'll be no more market exclusivity except for those who already have it now. As always, members of my team, um, any agent anywhere within my EXP team gets membership for free so if, if you want to talk about that reach out uh, you could also go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and get on my calendar to discuss what it looks like working with our team and what we offer you uh, there's a video there that explains the business model so if, if you don't even want to if you're like i don't want to talk to you dude cool just uh Go click play on that video. And that will explain the business model. So you can see kind of how we're able to do what we do and how we do it. And you know why we're growing so damn fast. And lastly, before we get into the interview with Matthew Kane, our massive agent daily social media posting app is out. Uh, We've got a couple couple new uh, messages or reviews from from users, which is cool. Sarah said that, uh, wow, I just had over 100 comments on my post for the first time ever. Awesome, Sarah. And then Brandy said, I honestly never thought these posts would work, but they do. Yeah, me too, Brandy, because they're counterproductive, right? Like, I don't know what happens when we get our real estate license. Something changes in our DNA or in our brain, like our brain breaks. And we think must always post about real estate, must go live Saturday at open house from 11 to 2 to tell people I'm at an open house from 11 to 2. You don't have to do that shit. That is, if you want people to tune in, if you actually want to, you know, grow a business on social media, it, it, social media is not hard, guys. It's not hard. There's some very specific things that you should do. And, and a few episodes ago, I laid out what realtors should be posting on social media, a combination of engagement posts, local content, real estate, and personal, and, uh, you know, get the right combination so you're not overdoing any one of those. And social media starts to work for you and you, and then you become one of those agents that starts closing transactions directly from social media. So you could obviously do that yourself, or we've made an app for you that makes it pretty damn easy. Every morning we'll notify you, Hey, it's time to post on social. And by the way, post this. Okay. Our new app tells you what to post when to post it. It teaches you why it works and then tracks your performance. Seven days a week, guys. Massiveagentdaily.com to get started with that. I highly recommend it. Um, The the engagement and interaction that some of our users are seeing uh, is, I mean, like Sarah said, over a hundred comments. Never had that before. We're seeing that with almost everybody who's actually doing the work. And all you have to do is click a couple buttons with our app. So you're not trying to figure out what to post every day. I don't know about you guys, but you know, When you're busy, even when you're not busy, it's kind of hard to be like, hmm, what should I post today? Well, let's just take the guesswork out. Rather than hiring somebody to to do your social media for you or some bullshit program that just posts stupid photos and says, do you like this shower? And then tomorrow, do you like this backyard? Do you like this bed? Uh, And then nobody ever responds. That stuff doesn't work anymore because it's not, not 2015. That stuff did work in 2015. Not anymore. And so for a fraction of the cost of hiring someone else to do your social media, let alone doing it right and doing it effectively, doing it in a way that will grow a real estate business and get people to remember you, um, we'll do it for a fraction of the cost. Massiveagentdaily.com. Check it out. All right, let's talk to Matthew Kane with EXP Realty in, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Hasn't even finished his second year in, in, uh, real estate. He's just hit, um, the he's just hit the highest level um she's how do i even word this, this is, i don't know why i'm struggling with this he just reached icon agent status within our brokerage so at exp realty we have a certain award level that you can reach with performance with production it's called icon agent that means that you hit your cap of $16,000 for the year and then you sell a minimum of 20 units past that 20 transactions past that within uh, within your, your 12-month period. So if you joined on June 1st, you have until June 1st of the next year to, uh, to to hit icon status. Matthew's done that in his second year as an agent. What that means is his that $16,000 that he's paid into his cap, EXP is giving it back to him. The whole $16,000 is being given back to him in the form of stock. That stock is He's got a, uh, some of it vests right away, but most of it he has to hold on to for two to three years, which is going to be absolutely life changing because it's going to be a much more valuable company. The stock's going to be much higher two and three years from now. So he's going to get a big pile of stock dumped on him in two to three years. Uh, so that's cool. And so th- there's a lot of agents hitting icon. Um, that means that you're a producer. It means that you're successful, that you you know what you're doing and you're selling homes. We didn't mention that in the interview, strangely. So I wanted to make sure to mention it now. Um, so congratulations, Matt, for just hitting icon. But let's get Matthew Kane back on the show for the second time. Again, if you've ever looked through our Apple podcast reviews, you're like, was this Matthew guy? Like, is he a co-host? Was he on like Thirteen different episodes, or what? Because he's mentioned a lot, um, so I think that we're going to have. <laughs> I mean, he he's a favorite for a reason. He he lays it out, and he keeps it simple, as you'll soon find out. Make sure you take notes today, but you're going to find out you don't have to take that many. Just focus on doing these few things that work. Man, he's just he's a machine. He's a machine that just does the same thing over and over and over. And he says sometimes you know he he's bored, like. It's just, it's boring, but it works. And by hiring that licensed transaction coordinator, it freed up so much of his time. When I, when I went from no transaction coordinator to an unlicensed one, I thought that was game changing and it was, it was huge. But then once I got a licensed one who could write contracts and write up addenda for me and all that stuff, it, a whole new level of awesome and time savings. And then you can really run your, your business more like a business and you can handle more clients that way. So that minor tweak has helped him go from 40 sales his first year to on track to hit 80 or more in his second year. Incredible. All right. I'm here with Matthew Kane, a return guest on the Massive Agent Podcast, back for your second time. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Glad to be back again. Absolutely. Um, well... You know, if if anyone went through our iTunes reviews, it's like Matthew Kane. I love the Matthew Kane episode. I love Matthew Kane. You'd think you'd been on twelve different episodes, but no, this is only your second visit. So, um, if you guys have not listened to episode one twenty two, where Matt shares how he sold forty homes in his very first year as an agent, go listen to it. It's by far um, the the fan favorite uh, between that episode and the first one with Grant Wise, which I think was like in the eighties. Um, as far as episode number by far so something you did or said or how you said it resonated and so i wanted to bring you back because um you know you i don't want to steal your thunder but you're about to have one hell of a second year so um you want to kind of bring us up to speed you know what's happened since uh since you were on the show last time selling for 40 homes your first year you know where are you at today
1: yeah um just looking through my spreadsheet right now, I think I'm at, I'm about well, I'm 11 months into the year, uh, close to 70 closings, and should have, you know at least on pace to double what I did last year. Um, only a few minor te- tweaks, and kind of just doing the basics the best I can.
0: That's amazing, that's amazing. Yeah. So for anyone who, uh, they haven't heard episode 122, and they certainly will after this, but um, who are you, where are you, you know, um, you sure. know what's your background? All that, all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm Matthew Kane. I am with Exq Realty. I am in the coastal region of North Carolina, so Southeast North Carolina, primarily the Wilmington area. I am also a full-time firefighter, so I do that. Um, yeah, I work forty-plus hours a week with the fire department. I'm also a full-time real estate agent. And I work a lot with heroes, veterans, first responders, things like that.
0: Incredible! And that most people will hear that. Wait, you're a full time firefighter, and you're about to sell eighty homes by yourself in your second year. You know how are you able to do it? What are some of the systems you have in place? You know, kind of describe your business, if you would.
1: Yeah, it's um, time block everything. Everything. Um, it's almost like a very ritualistic days. You know, I wake up at 4.30 every single morning. Um, I know you're doing 75 hard. I do my workouts 4.30 in the morning to get that done, feel good through the rest, throughout the rest of the day, um, do a little bit of lead gen, catch up on all my KV core tasks, and then I focus on growing my bu- my business throughout the rest of the day. It's um, It's very it's very boring because I do the same things every single day and they've helped me to continue growing at the pace that I have.
0: Have you made any big tweaks since your first year? I mean, to, to nearly, well, you're on pace to double yeah. your sales. Um, have you made any big changes? I have, um,
1: and I know everybody hears this time over time. It's, uh, I switched over to a transaction coordinator. Ah, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, Throughout that first year, I was pretty consistently having maybe six to 10 deals under contract. Um, Eventually got to the point where I wasn't sleeping anymore and overworked and said, hey, now's the time, got to hire a transaction coordinator. I went ahead actually took your recommendation for one um, who was great. And she brought me up to a point where I could comfortably manage maybe 15, 16 transactions at a time. And throughout this past summer, which I'm sure most markets were, were pretty crazy this past summer, I got to the point where I was maxed out even with that um, transaction coordinator. And I decided to step it up through a licensed transaction coordinator who helped me kind of maintain 20-ish transactions at a time.
0: Nice. So yeah. were you working with Chelsea first?
1: Uh, I was working with her colleague. Okay. Uh, I think at Chelsea. She was more the one I was working with was more familiar with my state.
0: Got it. Cool. Yep. Cool. And the difference between since you just did this, why don't you describe the difference of what you've been able to do that's helped handle more deals going from a non licensed transaction coordinator to a licensed one? It's been amazing. <laughs> um, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was even it was even different little things because each each transaction coordinator does different really a different amount of work. Um, the one that I started with, it was unlicensed. So she couldn't do, well, we have professional service disclosures. We have our due diligence requests. Um, basically she couldn't do anything that required my signature or negotiating on my behalf. Um, which, A licensed one can't either. She can't negotiate on my behalf. However, she can handle paperwork if I tell her
0: to write something up for me. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, you know, add 3000 in closing costs on addendum three and she just does it and sends it for signatures. Right? So easy.
1: Hey, we need to extend this closing three days. Done. It's out to my client. It's out to me. It's out to the attorney. It's out to the lender. It's done. Um, unbelievable instead of having tasks like that building up on my to-do list where I'm going home and staying up all night, stressing out, trying to get this all done before a certain timeline. Um, It's done before I even get back in my car.
0: Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Dude, I, when I first switched from a non-licensed, which I thought was the greatest thing ever, a non-licensed transaction coordinator, when you find a good one, they're dramatically going to help your business. But then when I went to a licensed one, And they can just do that contract stuff. That takes—it's not even—it's not even the time savings. I mean, sure, there's time savings, right? But it's also just fewer things on your mind. That that ongoing mental to-do list that we all have—that's constantly going. That I swear mine turns on at seven p.m. Yeah. Um, When you can remove things from that mental to-do list, you could be so much more productive. And you obviously have been. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was it was unreal. Not even not even just that. It was I found a really good one, who by the way is only fifty dollars more than the one I was just paying that was unlicensed. Um, this one will also take the extra step of finding out who all the utility providers are, and every you know five to six days she'll send out a mass email, a mass text message to the client, myself, just checking in, seeing if there's anything they need while we wait. Um, checking in with the lender on my behalf—it's—it's it's unbelievable. Um, I feel cool. like an idiot for not doing
0: it sooner. <laughs> uh, it, you do feel like that. I, I remember when I first yeah. when I first got a TC, I was like, "What an idiot for not doing yeah. this years prior when my right. mentor told me to." Um, didn't listen because I wanted to save a couple hundred bucks per deal, or you know, I I thought. Yeah. Then you do far fewer deals. Um. <laughs> Then when you get the licensed one, you're like, what an idiot. I should have done this before too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it, that's great advice, man. Like it, so, so that is that really like the the biggest change that you've made from year one to year two?
1: That is the biggest change. Um, yeah, without question. That's the biggest change. And and I think I told you guys last time I used this to-do list where my to-do list used to be just insane and completely unmanageable. Now I look at all the transactions I have going on and I can realize that everything's already being taken care of by my transaction coordinator. So I'm just looking at this list and thinking, I have nothing to do. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll check in with them or I guess I'll go
0: get another house under contract. That's awesome, man. That's that's cool. So the, how is it in North Carolina? So with a, a licensed transaction coordinator, they usually, so here's, here's the, this is not a downside, but here's a consideration. When they're licensed, they've gotta be licensed with your brokerage, right? Um, I know our brokerage is that way. I don't know of any brokerages that will let you have a licensed TC with a different brokerage because mm-hmm. like imagine if you're with Century 21 and you have an assistant who's with Keller Williams and that Keller Williams assistant is writing your contracts for a Century 21. Yeah, broker that can't happen yeah. It can't happen, right So um, you've got to find one who's licensed with your brokerage and the easiest way is to I mean how did you find yours?
1: I actually um, I can't remember what group I was. It was a Facebook group and I reached out and apparently there is a TC message board somewhere where they can sit all the transaction coordinators are on it and somebody put out, hey, I'm looking for an exp TC for Wilmington, North Carolina, who's familiar with the state, and I ended up getting a licensed EXP agent who is a transaction coordinator for North and South Carolina.
0: Awesome. So, so that yeah. wasn't even internal. That that was just some Facebook group, and you're like, yeah, yeah. here's what I need. Here's who I'm with. Bam. Found one. Done. Um, That's cool. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I found my license, TC, I just asked other local agents who are with my brokerage, who do you <laughs> use? Who do you recommend? And they all recommended the same one. I hired her and I see why they recommended her. Simple yeah. as that. And, I did try. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't, no, no, no worries. I was not planning on talking about transaction coordinators that much, but it's it's such an easy thing to do. It's one of those things, guys, that if you haven't done it yet, you're going to kick yourself in the ass. Because you're thinking it's going to save you money by not having one. It's costing you 10x, 20x, 50x what it costs for a TC. It, you just, you've just you got to trust us here. And Matthew's numbers don't lie. Um, simple as asking, hey, I need a TC. Who should I hire? Your fellow agents will tell you. And then another thing that I know holds agents back is they're like, well, I don't know what to tell them to do. Guys, you're hiring a TC because they know what to do. They're going to tell yes. you what to do. They're going to tell you what they need. So you just show up and say, hey, don't know how to do, I have no idea how this works. I want to hire you. Take over. And if they're good, they will take over and tell you what they need you to do. Very simple. It really, it's, it's one of the most no-brainer things a real estate agent could ever do right i
1: think uh one of the big things too i noticed was i actually put out some feelers on workplace and a few other places looking for a tc and a lot of agents were responding hey i'm happy to be your tc I'm a, you know i'm new here in north carolina i'm happy to be your tc however uh, most people who are coming in as a new agent that's probably not their ultimate goal and i wanted a company and a team Working as my TC, that plan to stay as my TC. Yes, um, and that's what I got.
0: Yep, Yeah. I mean, hire the best, hire the the most recommended one. Simple as that. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're a thousand bucks and everyone else is three hundred. It's not yeah. how it works. So, okay, you get your TC. Um, have you? You know, to, to double the amount of homes sold, you obviously need to increase conversations you're having or leads that you have coming in or whatever. Where are most of your deals coming from? How are you getting your, your transactions um, that you send over to your TC?
1: I think I set, I, I did a really great job from the get go of uh, setting a good foundation um, as far as, you know, getting that website together getting all the different platforms set up for my reviews, um, and really follow up after closing. I think following up after closing over the past six months has made the hugest difference. I think a lot of people, a lot of people will close out a deal and they get their paycheck and they move on. Um, I have really, I'd say maybe a two week, a one month, a three month, and a six month check-in that I've been doing after closing just to make sure that they're still happy. And I can't tell you how many deals I've had this year that have came in from that. Um, Either it's from the review that I asked them for two weeks after they close. I try to wait two weeks, I give them two weeks so they can settle in and get their internet set up and and feel like they're at home. At that point, I'll ask for a review which probably 70% of my businesses come from having an insane amount of five-star reviews right now. And then other Where, ones will come. Which platform? I do uh, Google, Zillow, Facebook. Awesome. Um, do Google, Zillow, Facebook. Uh, another huge piece of it is coming about three months down the road. Hey, just want to make sure you're still happy. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to you. To help you guys, uh, I know you're new to town. If you need recommendations, you need anything, just let me know. Just staying in touch with them. And I want to say I've had probably 10 deals this year that have came from that question where the result has ended in hey, we love it so much here. Our family member or friends is also going to be moving to the area. Would you be willing to help them out?
0: So you're not actively like, y- you're not you're not fishing for referrals. you know. And, and I'm not opposed to those who, who specifically say, hey, who else do you know who's looking to sell their house soon, or whatever? You know, a million different questions you could ask. You're not even doing that, you're just following up?
1: Follow up? Uh, there's certain communities that I do that in, um, okay. but for your, really that would be more of a, I, I do that quite a bit with the military community, mm. because those guys and girls, always have somebody they know who's coming to the area you know it's a certain time of the year when military orders come out and it just so happens a few weeks or maybe a month before then that I will reach out to all of my past military clients and say hey hope you guys are doing well if um if you guys are having a PCS or you know anyone who's PCS into the area please share my contact info and if you make a military, you know, a veteran, I'm sorry, active duty military personnel happy, that's a tight knit community. They share. I mean, if they find somebody they like, they spend all day with their brothers and sisters. And, and, you know, it's pretty certain to come out whether or not they're happy with your service or not. Totally. So I, I get a lot of, yeah, a lot of referrals
0: from that. That's cool. And is Homes yeah. for Heroes still part of what you offer?
1: I am. I'm actually the number one Homes for Heroes agent in North Carolina.
0: Oh, nice. That yeah. Does so not surprise
1: right. yeah, me. Yeah. Like uh through that program, 35 closings this year.
0: Awesome. And for yeah. anyone who's not familiar with Homes for Heroes, they haven't heard episode 122 yet. Um, how does that work?
1: Homes for Heroes is a it's not a lead generation platform. It is a different people look at it different ways. I look at it as a tool um, where I can offer heroes moving to the area a reward check to help them with their closing costs, to help them with home repairs. And really it's just like any other referral program where you would pay a 25% referral, but instead of paying that 25% referral to Whatever the referral program is, you pay it to the hero, um, and that hero, which oftentimes you know it's not a high-paying job, they often don't have the money for closing costs. So it can help with closing costs. It can help with repairs, or if they have all that covered, they'll get a check after closing.
0: Awesome, Next. and and so I am assuming then that you are because you offer that you're able to get a bunch of people working with you specifically so they can get that reward where, you know, otherwise it's just like, Hey, I'm a great agent. I'm awesome. Like great reviews. Uh, but you're going to lose some of them. You're like, not only am I great, I have a lot of reviews, but bam, you get a, a rebate check if you work with me. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for anybody who's going to do it. Um, you know if they're on the edge or or let's say it's somebody who and this happens all the time you know i want to work with a listing agent i want to buy for the listing agent well the listing agent is not going to give you a percentage of their commission after closing yep the homes for heroes agent will because you qualify for it
0: do you think that there's something different or more uh, in the eyes of the consumer in the eyes of that hero is there something that's more ah uh, and how do I word it? Official or real? Or it, it carries more weight when it's a Homes for Heroes rebate check versus "Hey, I'm an agent who will discount."
1: Definitely. Um, when I when I do this, I don't tell I don't tell the heroes that it comes comes from my commission. Um, I tell them it's part of the program. And it's a thank you for their service, and that's what I leave it at. Um, I don't want to make it awkward where they feel like I'm giving up my commission. To earn their business, and yeah, you look like a discount realtor
0: when you do that. Right, I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, I think you're you're using that very well. I mean, obviously, if you're the, the number one Homes for Heroes agent in North Carolina, that's uh, that's pretty telling. Um, so, what else, man? Like, what have you changed besides TC um, from year one to year two? What What else so, have you? Maybe things that you wish you would have known in year one, uh, or maybe things that you've just gradually. Migrated to you know what changes have you made?
1: Um, one change that I've recently made, and I'm finding it to be super effective, is bomb bomb videos. Mm. Um, every new lead that comes in right now, I don't have time to respond to every one of them, but every single one of them does get my drip campaign, which starts off with a bomb bomb video introducing introducing them to myself and my wife. Um, and try to make it as you know, um, warm and fuzzy as I possibly can. So they will get a, an intro video. So they learn a little bit about me. It's more of a personal connection. Um, and I swear the responsiveness on that video is five to 10 times better than phone call text, you name it. Um, I don't know what it is, but great responses from that. Um, I'm also, uh, working with a buyer's agent that I just brought on who's doing excellent.
0: Um, nice. So that's kind of the next step there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what are what are some of those like? What do, what are you planning next? You know, you alluded to you're bringing on a buyer's agent. Is that where you're migrating to? Is now scaling and and you know bringing on more agents, so you can close more deals, service more families, uh, while not taking you know more of your personal time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I have, I, that's the goal for this coming year for me is to find more time. Um, I cannot continue. I mean, you know, I'm a full-time firefighter so that there's 40 to 50 hours of the week gone right there. Um, on top of all the real estate going on. Um, I want to get involved with property management, just uh, as a little bit of a precaution for anything that may or may not happen in the future. Um, and I also want to start bringing on more and more buyers agents, but I don't want to bring them on. I don't want to bring them on by the masses. I want to bring them on you know, one at a time, very slowly. Make sure they have, you know, Make sure they're doing everything correctly and making sure they are duplicating the amount of service that I provide to my clients.
0: Right. So bring them on as needed. You know rather yeah, than bringing exactly. them on and then trying to figure out oh how do I how do I feed them how do I give them enough deals yeah yep yeah. yeah
1: that's smart um, yeah I don't want, I don't want to worry about that I don't want to just just make sure that the clients uh, stay in great hands and that um, my reputation isn't affected by that so I just want to make sure that they do a very good job
0: let's take uh, it, let's dive into that a little bit because yeah. uh, you know you're doing so many things right, and you're you're disciplined as hell. Like you, you have a routine. You have task lists in your CRM. You and, and you, like you said, you you're up at four thirty in the morning. You exercise, and then you you hit your CRM and you do the same damn thing every day. It's boring, but it works. So you, it obviously takes a certain amount of discipline. But beyond that, you obviously like to get all those reviews that you have, and to get the referrals from past clients that you're following up with after closing you've obviously done a good job you've obviously uh been an agent that that they that your clients really appreciate otherwise they wouldn't refer you to anybody what can you tell us about things that you do during a transaction to differentiate yourself and you know maybe it's not like you're the only one in the world that does it but just like what are some of those things that you do during a transaction that you feel makes you great
1: yeah really um it's a good question. It makes me wonder what other people are doing that they're not getting great reviews. Um, because I feel like if you are genuinely looking out for your client's best interest, um, you know, you try to negotiate and get them as much as you can instead of just trying to close a deal, so to speak. Yeah, um, that goes appreciated, and I think that could, that gets seen, you know, more than anything else that you can do if you're genuinely fighting for them. But you know, after that second negotiation, after your home inspection, that second negotiation done, it's just, it's just following up. It's, um, you know, don't completely disappear and move on to the next person. It's, which the TC has helped with greatly. It's just checking in. You know, I check in every other day. Hey, how's everything going? Do you guys need anything from me? Um, just wanted to make sure uh, let's say your home insurance binders are, are looking good or, or you, you guys didn't forget about wind and hail insurance or anything like that. Just want you to start preparing to get your utilities transferred over. How's the sale of your home going, this, that? I just never lose contact. Um, I find if you, if you never lose contact and you are just constantly ensuring that they are happy and I always ask the question, is there, is there anything I could be doing better right now to help you guys out more? And that's how i leave it that's kind of my final question whether it's a listing appointment whether it's a buyer that i've been working with for two months i always end on that because um if you end on that question and they say nothing then they think that they are happy with your service um you know you don't leave any room for them to complain about anything
0: what i notice is like you don't you're not doing anything fancy You're not doing anything like super revolutionary. You're just, um, you're being yourself and you're, you're putting the client's needs first. And then just like working like a, working like a horse to make sure that you, you know, help them get the deal done and, um, and consistency in communication. That's not like, and that stuff doesn't cost you any money.
1: No, and it's the biggest shortfall from from what I hear, that is the biggest shortfall from any realtors is that they are late to respond, they are just non-responsive in general or you know, after that contract's written they disappear, which is right. amazing to me.
0: Right. And you know, I know a lot hey, of agents, yeah, that they're pulled in they there's a lot of people who need a freaking transaction coordinator because if you don't have time to respond to, to a text from your client, and like guys, if a client's reaching out to you with a concern or something, they've been stewing on it for a hell of a lot longer than right that second. You know, if if, yeah. if they're saying, "Hey, we're worried about this," they've been worried for a while. Um, they may not, maybe they didn't want to bug you. So, like, if you if you're not quickly responding to problems or questions or concerns or worries or even just like, "Hey, I have a question about this thing," if you're not getting to them for six hours or seven hours. You are doing too much shit. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I kinda I kinda found myself getting to that point as well. Um, yeah. This past maybe early October. I think I had like twelve closings in a week. <laughs> and yeah, I was crazy and I was just completely overwhelmed and it was taking me. It, it probably, I will never go to sleep with unanswered text messages. That's just who I am. But every night I get home and just look through and, and just see, oh man, I didn't respond to him, 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 or him, or her, or whatever. And I feel terrible about that. So that's just, um. that was, I'm actually taking this month, I've kind of toned it down a little bit right now. I think I have uh, like 10 or 11 houses in our contract. And I'm just trying to, Basically, refresh myself at this point so I can be hyper responsive again without burning out.
0: I what I appreciate about you and, and just hearing the way you describe your situation, you're you're constantly trying to do better. You're constantly trying to do better, not just for you but for your clients, and um, you're you're auditing the way you do things. You know, you're uh, you're okay. intentional and it's dude when I was struggling the most in my career it's when I was not intentional or I was just rudderless like I just like Mm -hmm. I was going with the flow and I let my deals control me uh the very few deals that I had I'd let them control me and um it's it's not good so like you you're just on top of your shit simple as that and and you, you just do stuff consistently uh that's, Anything else we're missing here, like any secrets or magic that Matthew Kane magic that hasn't been mentioned?
1: And there is no there is no magic. It's just it's consistency and doing little things right. Um, that's what I tell everybody and, and people are I've had a few a whole bunch of new agents kind of asking me um, you know how I got started, how I did this, how I did that. Uh, the reality is is all you have to do is set yourself a great foundation the standard is not that high in this industry. Um, this year specifically, it would crack me up. I'd be looking at Facebook or social media from realtors posting about how hard everything is since COVID started. And I love it because I think those people are making excuses for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's just more clients for me to get. Um, But it's just doing the little things right, day after day, making the calls, doing your tasks, and resetting and doing it all over again the next day. Um, People are always amazed. I'll have, I mean, I'm just now having clients that have been in my CRM for two, two and a half years who are finally coming to fruition. And and that's because I don't forget about people. I set those reminders, I follow up, you know, even if it's, I think the longest time it will take me to follow up with somebody is two months, like a or, you know, recurring reminder. Um, check in every two months, and sure enough, when they become serious, they'll contact you. Um,
0: and in addition to that follow-up, they're seeing you on social media too. They're just scrolling through their news feed, and they're seeing, yeah. oh, you just listed this, or you're at the beach with your family, or you know your Halloween costumes with your kids, or whatever. Um, so they see you... Uh, it's not that they're only seeing you every two months yeah. and you're hitting on something that's so important and it's not it's not sexy but it's absolutely crucial like this is is one of those things that you've got to understand it's not just about closing one deal okay if you are doing this business right one client one closing will lead could lead to seven to ten other deals on average if you oh, follow yeah. up, You do a great job and you're looking at the lifetime value of a relationship versus just closing one damn deal and then you put them on a drip campaign and they never hear from you again. I used to do that and and strangely, you don't get any referrals. It's really weird how that happens when you just put someone on a drip campaign. You might get one or two referrals when you should have had 12 to 15 or 30. It's weird. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what I had. I told you I had a closing this morning. I had a client that came in just from finding my reviews. They found my reviews online. They came here. They found the neighborhood. Um, They found the house they loved. They bought the house. Um, No big deal. I continued to make them happy throughout the entire process. And sure enough, hey, my next-door neighbor, in Virginia, also wants to move down to the area. And our kids are close friends. We need to sell their house in Virginia and get them down to North Carolina. So I get the referral down, I get the referral up in Virginia, and then I get their neighbor's sale down in North Carolina, and they just told me this morning, not only am I going to get that sale, but I'm also going to get their mother-in-law, who is also going to move across the street from them because they take care of them. Wow. So that's when one deal turns into three deals and a referral. Yeah. Just by keeping people happy.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Like that, yep. just that little adjustment of following up after the closing. Not every week. Don't go like stop by their house every month. That's weird. But just hit them up with a text or a Facebook message or a freaking Instagram video or or a phone call or whatever is natural. Mm-hmm. Do do it <laughs> every 30, 60, 90 days. So, I mean, just yeah, it's not yeah. hard, man.
1: If you really hit it off with them too, I actually just I just did this today. We really hit it off with those clients. I knew. Um like I enjoyed I enjoyed the entire process with them and I invited them out to dinner with me and my wife.
0: Hell yeah. 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 I've met some great friends through um you know, helping them buy or sell. It's uh yeah, absolutely it's awesome. Um what else uh, what else do you have planned? Um I know I mean you're probably just piling up stock right now every time you close <laughs> deals. Um which is awesome. That's, and our brokerage, you can, you know, there's amazing stock incentives when you're closing deals and buying it at a 10% discount. So you're probably just piling that up.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed though. I um, My icon stock, I'm going to get it. I wish I got it about six months ago.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, when it was I
1: mean, what? Eight, eight, seven, $8. Dollars. Now I'm <laughs> looking at like 50, I think it hit 60 at one point crazy yes um yeah so, so my, my i guess say my plans for the future are i'm going to continue steadily growing this team uh, you know i told you i was getting getting a little bit burnt out come october um and that was kind of the point where i just started handing off transactions to my new team member um and that felt a lot better that felt a lot better to me than taking on additional transactions that i was too exhausted to take on um, yes. So handed them off to her. I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to try to maintain 10 to 15 transaction, transactions as myself while I continue to grow the team. And ultimately, I want to continue to grow uh, our firm's presence
0: here in the local area. Yeah, but you're doing a hell of a job. And you're working 40 hours a week at a, at a fire station. Yeah. yeah. Nice little scam you have going there, Matt. Yeah. Nice little scam. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, I have, this. This has been a, a long-time plan of mine, and um, wanted to do something that I was incredibly passionate about. Which at the time for me was was firefighting, um, some sort of service. I'm former military. Um, felt like I needed that in my life, and still feel like I do. So I still uh, am actively working in the fire department and plan to continue doing so. And the original plan was to do something I loved and something that would replace my old salary and I ended up finding two things that I love doing and definitely replacing my salary.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Well, thank you for sharing You know what your business looks like and um, it, I, I love that between this interview and the first one we did, episode 122, there's not a whole lot of differences aside from the transaction coordinator and that's awesome like you're you're just doing the same things yes. consistently every freaking day to where it's boring and look what happens yep. um i this is i don't want to ever say that this is an easy business it's not easy but it's simple it really can be and should be simple um then you just have to work it, it's just a you know it's just work in
1: the basics and inconsistency that's that's really it
0: love it man well, yeah. nice work. Um, let's since you're a repeat repeat guest, I, I considered for a second not doing the rapid fire questions, but that would be that'd be stupid. Those are fun. Everyone likes yeah, those. I get yelled at when we don't do rapid fire questions. I didn't do it last week with Grant Wise and people were like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I was like, Well, it's, he's the same guy from uh, you know, episode eighty blah blah blah. Yeah. Um but they don't care. Yeah. And maybe you've let's changed your, your opinions. So uh, all right. Either or, pick one or the other. You don't need to elaborate unless you want to, and then we'll give, at the end, uh, give you a chance to let people know where to find you, talk to you, learn more about you, join your team, whatever the hell they want or you want. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Facebook or LinkedIn? Funny.
1: Uh, Facebook. I have joined LinkedIn just recently. Yes. After leaving the corporate world and I feel like I have gotten, I think it's just because I have realtor next to my name. I get spammed with a million different messages to the point where I don't even want to look at it anymore.
0: Oh, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I know. I I love LinkedIn, but it's bad.
1: It's bad on me for not looking at it more, but I can't tell you how many people are asking me if I need a virtual assistant (laughs) or someone to help grow my team.
0: Yeah. It's only $1 an hour or $2 an hour. (sighs) Like, I don't yeah. know about you, but when I see that, like, I think the opposite—that they think I'm gonna—I like, I have the opposite reaction. I'm like, I'm not gonna find anyone good for two dollars an hour. No, no, yeah. like I'll pay twenty, it's, thank you, for somebody who is
1: clearly somebody who doesn't speak English writing the messages to you. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Between Instagram and LinkedIn DMs, man. Whew. Yeah. Wow, books or podcasts? Um, I'm
1: switching to books. I've a uh, I know you're into the 75 hard thing. and
0: It's been a big adjustment I, for me.
1: I have failed that a numerous amount of times. However, I do have a takeaway from it where, and I told you already, I'm up in the morning at 4.30 a.m. I get my workout in. It's I have a garage gym, so I work out and I just sit out in that garage and read a paper book. And for some reason, that is... I I always used to be like a digital book or an audio book person, but it's almost more of a like a meditation for me now than
0: anything. I yeah, I know what you mean, and I was the same way. I was all audible, all podcast, all the time, and I still am, except for my ten to fifteen pages a day of a physical book that I read. Yeah. That's something I'm going to continue doing when I finish seventy five hard here in a week and a half or so. It's Sorry. just. Um, it, I don't know. There's more focus. Like the reason I like the digital stuff that you can listen to is because you can do it while doing other things. Yeah, Th- that means your focus isn't all there, not yeah. not hundred percent. So yeah, there's something about that physical book. So um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to choose, digital podcast or audiobook? <clears throat> podcast. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Did you get the the new twelve yet?
1: No, I just saw online. Oh, I got the eleven. I have the eleven pro, and then I saw online they' are doing like a thirteen that's gonna fold in half or something crazy like that.
0: Oh my God. So the, maybe I'll hold off on the twelve. You know what's interesting. i don't I still have the the twelve twelve pro. No, eleven pro with the the that's first one with the three cameras. Yep. I haven't even looked at the new ones. Like I want one. But I just, I just, my wife and I were just like, oh, they have new, new iPhones now. And we've always been so excited when they release. This one's just been so solid. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get one. Yeah. All right. Alexa or Google Home? Neither. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Burgers or pizza? Burgers. New York or LA? LA. Anything, anything other
1: than New York. I'm from Boston.
0: Oh, yeah. New yeah, York yeah. is the greatest city. city ever. But I've never been to Boston. I, Boston looks incredible.
1: It is. Uh, I left when I was eighteen, uh, so I didn't get the I didn't get the full experience of Boston. Oh
0: yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but my wife wants to go there almost more than anywhere else in the world. She loves Mark Wahlberg. She wants to go to the original Wahlburgers, and yeah. she likes you know the the Irish influence and you know seeing all the the stuff in the town or um, yeah the Departed. You know, like I don't know. Looks rough, but awesome.
1: Yeah, I actually went to middle school with Mark Wahlberg's nephew. Oh, yes? And uh, yeah, Mark and Donnie were at the middle school graduation.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay, NFL or NBA? NFL. College or pro football? Pro. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Um, Podcasts or vlogs? Podcast, YouTube or Facebook Live? Facebook Live. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary Vee or Grant Cardone?
1: I went Grant Cardone on this last time. I'm going to switch it up to Gary Vee. I think. Oh, I did you? My mind on that? Yeah. Um, it's nice I don't jobs. know. I'm just getting. I think I found Grant first somehow, and that's kind of what happened. But actually. Started listening to, to Gary Vee a bit more. And he seems like a good guy, a little bit more
0: motivating to me. Sure. Yeah. Between those two, it's a good balance of, you know, everything. Yeah. yeah. What's the most impactful book that you've read lately? Or ever? Uh, it's rich dad, poor dad, still. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Same for me. Changed everything. And where can they find you? If anyone wants to follow you, connect with you, talk to you about joining your team, um, yeah. whatever, how can they find you?
1: I am on Instagram at Matthew P. Kane, um, Facebook, and Matthew Kane, Coastal Carolina's favorite realtor.
0: Nice. We'll throw you up in the show notes as well. We'll do your uh, usernames and links in the show notes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. Yeah. Matt, appreciate it, man. Uh, keep doing it. What's your goal for next year, for your third year? Thought about that yet?
1: Uh, I want another agent under me selling 25 houses a year.
0: Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're willing to look past just how many homes am I selling per year to, like, you consider yeah. the big picture here. Income, yeah. lifestyle, mental health.
1: Yeah, those last two are, are going to be big this next year here. So yeah. if things stay the way they are, um, definitely focus more on growing other people than myself because if I grow any more transactions, I'm going to be getting my heart checked out too. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah. Yep, I know what <laughs> yeah. that's like. Yeah. Leverage, it's all about leverage and what's, what's scalable. And uh, it's nice to hear you're headed in that direction. Good deal. Thanks, Matt. Of course, appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Remember to go to massiveagentdaily.com and get our daily social media posting app. Stop trying to, to figure out what to post on social media. Stop wasting time figuring out what do I post. Just wait for the notification every morning. Post what we tell you to post follow up with the comments, you know, react with the conversation that's going on. And I promise you, your social media will grow and you will start getting deals from social, but you actually have to get the app, massiveagentdaily.com. Go get it right now and and do it. Simple as that. Get it and do it. Two-step process. Get it, do it. I like that. Maybe I should throw that on a landing page somewhere. It's like a marketing campaign. That's deep. That's deep shit, guys. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Take care.